Hey, thanks for dropping by to the Planners on Purpose podcast, created by Naomi Tucker, CMP. Now, this space is for the event planners to encourage and empower you so that you can fully live your life on purpose. So before we dig in, please take a moment to subscribe so you get future shows. Now, here she comes, your host, Naomi. Hi, everyone. This is Naomi, your host here on the Planners on Purpose podcast. I hope you're doing well today, and I look forward to unpacking what really disrupts our work-life balance. Because many times when we feel like there's a frustration or an impasse, a, a gap in what we expect in life to what is actually happening, it's usually because something interrupts the normal flow of our days. We experience something that just throws it all off, and it takes time and care to get things back in balance again. So today, I wanted to walk through some of the common disruptions that may throw your work-life balance out of whack. And maybe you'll be able to relate to a few of these as I walk through them. You might say, wow, I remember when that happened to me. I get it. Or, yep, I'm working through that right now. The key is when you do see these that it can be a big step into understanding how you work yourself back into balance so that you can continue to lead a life that you love. So before I get started, let me just introduce myself quickly. I'm Naomi Tucker, and I'm a business and strategic events consultant and a burnout prevention coach for event professionals. I love to empower event professionals to stress less and live more and lead a life that they love. I empower them to be a planner on purpose. And being on purpose, it means to intentionally make decisions that are in alignment with your goals, your dreams, and aspirations that you have for your life so that you can look back and say, really, that you've lived and you've worked and you've given your best and you have no regrets along the way. One of the ways you can do this is to become good at identifying when your work-life balance is disrupted, when your peace is disrupted. So we all we all know that there are some times when you are feeling good about your work and things are going well. Maybe you're moving along the way you want to be, working with clients that have a wonderful relationship with you, and your life is just going well. Perhaps your kids are doing well at school, your relationships are intact, and they're thriving. But yet at times, things can be disrupted, and the disruption can throw it all off. And if you're not careful, your response can be the difference between you moving through your situation with grace versus getting through much worse, unfortunately. So you may be asking, so what are some of these disruptions? Let me unpack just a few of them for you. But before I do that, let me just say that the underlying barrier to peace is going to be fear. It's it's crazy how fear can manifest itself into our lives because it does. And when fear creeps in, the effects of fear can be paralyzing and often catastrophic. And fear can disrupt our work-life balance and really just end all of our calm and our peace that we have in our lives, given any situation. So I just want to take a look at some areas where fear can manifest itself. So the first area of disruption is financial pressure. We all can 
possibly relate to a problem that perhaps gets bigger to the point where it can be overwhelming. Financial pressures can do just that. This can be anything from running a little tighter on your personal budget to having to make a repair in your home that was unexpected. Perhaps you need a new hot water heater or a pipe burst and now you have to pay for multiple repairs in your home. This can really disrupt your balance when it happens. And financial strains can come via your work as well. Perhaps you have a big client that now has to cancel a major program that your company was depending on. That can be a big deal. Or your negotiations with the hotelier didn't go as you or your client wanted it to, thus meaning more financial strain on the program and not to mention a big spotlight on you and your abilities of negotiation. These pressures can be very stressful. Let's take a look at another area of disruption. Another area is the relationships that you have and how those can break down. We have relationships with others and those can be disrupted by perhaps situations or circumstances that are happening in their lives. You can have, let's say, an excellent relationship with your mother, but if your mother's going through some financial difficulty or she's having challenges in her health, then that can cause some breakdown between you both. Relational breakdowns can also occur in your business. Let's say a client that you've worked well on an event all of a sudden put a layer of scrutiny on everything you do, thus straining the relationship that you have with him or her. Or a colleague, they drop the ball on an event and because they did that, you no longer can trust them. So thus there's a little bit of strain on your relationship. These are some examples of how relational breakdown can happen. And when you're working through these challenges, you can feel like there's more pressure on you. Another area of disruption is unexpected bad news. And many times, things just pop up. They pop up and they're unexpected. And this has happened to me several times in my career. A call that a colleague has died, that's not fun. Or learning all of a sudden that a good friend is going through a cancer battle. Perhaps even you might receive a certified letter or urgent message. Things like this can throw you completely off. And when it does, it can also disrupt your home life, your work life, and all of a sudden you can think of nothing else. Another disruption would be a moral conflict. With moral conflicts, this this means you're a person that values morals. And when those morals are broken, either by someone else or by you, there can be just a lot of feelings of judgment, of shame, of guilt. And these are just a few feelings that you may feel. But these types of conflicts with either yourself or yourself and another person can be very tough to get through. And usually how you get through them is ensuring that that offense doesn't happen again, either with that person or you have to promise yourself that perhaps you can not do that moral offense again, or you forgive yourself and move on. But that's sometimes easier said than done, right? The last disruption that can happen is just morality or the impending morality. And not to be all doom and gloom, but we all have impending morality. Sometimes, especially growing older, you can understand that you're not going to live forever, especially when you start to have ailments and manage physical challenges through transition, which your physical body can be implicated, or even walking others through such changes can be tough. 
When all of these disruptions can occur, how can we move through them with a, a bit better so that we can get back to a state of peace and tranquility about how we operate our work? Well, we have to work through that little thing called fear. And what I've noticed and learned about fear is that it can be used as a tool to gain better awareness or we can allow it to get the best of us at which it can be very damaging. Some fears can be helpful to you. Perhaps you get a little anxious when you recognize the client's budget is over and you didn't catch it in time to make them aware. Well, that type of fear can be natural and be helpful to allow you to really put everything aside to work through the budget to ensure you're in a good place with it or notify your client right away. Or maybe you're just highly anticipating the start of you being on site to this new event. You're tossing and turning, but that tossing and turning perhaps could indicate that you're just ready to be on the ball and make this event go off without a hitch for your client. So it's causing some nervousness and that can be natural. These are helpful ways to work with fear. Usually a helpful or constructive fear is going to motivate us and it's going to help us to have good judgment and it can warn us of something that is a necessary thing. However, we can have fears that can be damaging and this can be something that really sucks your emotional tank until it's empty. And it can clutter our lives, complicate our thoughts and really diminish the quality of our lives. So when this is happening, it's really important that you stop fear in its track before it gets worse. These fears can be damaging. And many of these fears can be self-sabotage fears. And this can come by way of our excessive worrying about our situations. Perhaps perhaps even a client is particular about their event to the point of being obsessive. But because of this, the worry factor in your work has enhanced to the point where you second and third guess everything that you do. And then you're afraid to get on the phone calls with the client and And then even further, you probably want to hide your face from the client during the event. You could see how that can get out of hand, right? This can be you letting fear get the best of you. And it does happen. So what you need is the key. (laughs) And you may be wondering, what is the key that you're talking about? Well, the key really is being aware of where the fear begins. And when you know that, you can deal with the fear straight on. So the key is really knowing the truth about your situation. If you know you're a great planner and you're good at what you do and you have validation in that, then believe it and move forward in confidence. Let the client who worries keep their own worry to themselves. Let it not pass on to you. Tell yourself the truth about your situation, that you're a great planner, that you're good at what you do, and that you make great decisions and just believe that and make decisions to deal with those truths And put forth a plan that will help navigate your relationship with that client. If you have a relationship that perhaps is being challenged, find the root of where that problem is and do what you need to do on your end to make steps towards a resolution. Now, this may all sound pretty easy and simple, but depending on the situation, it can be some pretty hard work. But it can be helpful work as you really start to eliminate some of these disruptions from your life. And if you do it once and twice and three times, then you can continue to use this process for all of those disruptions that may occur, and it can help you get through them a little bit more easier. 
So I trust that from listening to this episode, you can see where some of these common disruptions can sneak into your life and you've possibly gained some ways that you can really conquer the fear that resides at the foundation of it all. I appreciate you for listening and until next time, stay on purpose. Well, that wraps it up for this episode. If you enjoyed the conversation, hit the like button and tell us how much you enjoyed the show by leaving a message in the comments. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Thank you.